hosting this, then uh, you can just bring your congregation in and we'll provide the stream. You just stream it and your whole church service has our own Bible prophecy conference from the comfort of the own sanctuary. Super. Thank you so much, Nathan. And again, anyone watching or listening, we want to encourage you to take advantage of this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And uh, we believe that you will definitely be blessed. I know we were when we did it last year. So, Nathan, thank you for sharing that information. And, of course, I'm very excited again because every week God is revealing something new uh, through His Word. And uh, we look, we have been looking at the book of Revelation, highlighting the mighty angels and the work that they are doing here. And uh, you've been taking us through an incredible journey, uh, pulling out some really wonderful things that have really encouraged myself and our listeners and our viewers. And also, Nate, can I real quickly also just thank our viewers and our listeners that have been tuning into the podcast? You've been telling them we get a great response with that. We have. Uh, people love to be able to listen to God's Word while they travel or exercise or whatnot. So podcasts are a fantastic outlet for that. I just pray the Lord, the brother, that we can make these and share them with people so they can grow in a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. And that's why I want to encourage those of you, again, that are uh, part of our family, continue to pray for us because it's been really a nice journey looking at the Word of God. And Nate, just also briefly, before we move on to our topic for today, looking at the great harlot in Revelation 17, again, can you recap for us maybe briefly just uh, what we noticed in chapter 16 in small snippets in case someone watching or listening is not really familiar with, with what's going on here with the bold judgments? Exactly. Well, that's, that's a good point to bring up because uh, Revelation 16 sets the setting for Revelation 17 and 18. Revelation 16 are the final seven judgments that God's going to pour out onto the earth. There's 21 judgments of God over a seven-year period, and they're divided into seven, seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and seven bold judgments. We're now down to the seven bold judgments in chapter 16, which pretty much destroy the world. There's, there's not much left. The, the oceans, the fresh water, the animals, the, the venom, all, all dead. The, the Antichrist kingdom, uh, is this one world ruler who will take over the world one day, is cast in the darkness, the people get boiled, they, they uh, shake their fist at God, they blaspheme God's name, they refuse to repent. And that's where it leads to Revelation 17 and 18. Because uh, as we're discussing this series, I think it's fantastic uh, approach to this brother is, is looking at the angels, the 72 references to angels throughout the book of Revelation, is that the bold angels play a part in Revelation 17 and 18 as well. Mm, excellent. Thank you, Nathan, for highlighting that. And the idea is, so hopefully anyone watching or listening, they can see the incredible activity of God's mighty angels as they are there uh, fighting on our behalf and bringing about some incredible prophecies. And uh, we just encourage those of you that are watching and listening to follow along with us as we now turn our attention to Revelation chapter 17, again looking at this incredible prophecies that are going to be revealed to us. So, Nick, will you be able to read for us there verses 1 through 7 of Revelation 17? Certainly. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with, with me, saying, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harvest who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of the fornication. So he carried me away into the, in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her name a golden cup full of abominations and filthiness of the fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk on with the 
blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman, and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Woo! Now, Nathan, I don't need to say, but there's so much written regarding this topic and this passage. I mean, this is one of those... Uh, freaky type of passages, right? <laughs> that when people look at it, they go, what is this? Yeah, of all the symbols that you find throughout Revelation, there's lots of symbols. The mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, is one of the greatest mysteries. Matter of fact, she's called in verse 5 there, mystery. Right. So, I, I'm not going to be able, if you say, hey, who is she? I'm not going to be able to give you a definitive answer. It is a mystery, a mystery that will be revealed during the tribulation, not in our time period. I can give you lots of theories and ideas that Bible scholars have studied and come up with. Uh, the angel himself, one of the bowl angels, so here's how the angels play this, as messengers of God, they are sharing that information so that we, John and can tell us what's going on in the future, but then as we'll get into it, the angels, this answer, the description of this woman is just as confusing as the imagery yourself. <laughs> you picked an extremely, and one of the, I'd say, one of the, the most difficult topics in the entire Bible. So thanks a lot for that. Hey, no problem. Anytime, Nathan. Well, Nathan, I, I, I did, I, did uh, I really appreciate what you said. And the thing is that it's a mystery. And the Bible talks about various mysteries. The mystery of the church of Jesus Christ, right? The bride of Christ. There are certain things in the Bible that they're sort of mysteries. And that's why... I think it's important to share that, that, hey, we will do our best, right, Nathan? Share what we believe according to Scripture. But there's a lot of books there. Uh, Dave Hunt uh, wrote that book, The Woman Rides the Beast, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's just all these uh, theories. Uh, but yet, like you said, it's a mystery. And I believe a lot of this is going to be revealed, really, in the time of the tribulation. Oh, most definitely. Remember, these are key players. The beast that she's riding, as well as the harlot herself, are key players in the, in the tribulation, so they they are major, and I don't want to underemphasize the major players during the tribulation because of what they represent. Yeah, and Nathan, whatever this is, according to verse two, there it talks about uh, the kings of the earth. Can you talk to us a little bit about that again? Well, we know that the antichrist comes on the scene when the world is in panic, either yes. from the rapture of the church as the believers are taken off this earth. Or it's because of a great financial distress, which we read about in the uh, sealed judgments, and that the Antichrist has to set up a one-world economic system to fix things. So right. no matter what, the Antichrist comes in, uh, it's shown that he's got a bow but no arrows, meaning he comes in peacefully and diplomatically, and the whole world gives him power over to him. They want him to rule to get them out of whatever terrible predicament they are getting. And uh, I think we're seeing the earth crashing up already for something like that as the world economies are always teetering now on the brink of a collapse. So it would be easy for the Antichrist to come in and say, hey, I can fix all this. So the Antichrist kingdom, even though it's pummeled by judgments from God, yeah, for the most part, is, is defined as being one of, of wealth, of extravagance, of trade, of riches. Right. And so the Antichrist is a, a super economic leader. And uh, these kings of the earth, he's got ten kings that rule under him, which we yeah. you know is ten kings because later in Revelation 17 it tells us he will divide the world into ten regions or ten kingdoms. And the king, these kings of the earth will serve the Antichrist and his government. And it says that they commit fornication with her. In other words, that they give up spiritual adultery, they commit spiritual adultery with the Antichrist and his system instead of turning to Jesus Christ and his spiritual kingdom. 
Mm, excellent point, Nathan. Excellent point. I love that. And this is why, again, this is a very powerful passage and one that really uh, we, we ask for discernment and wisdom, but there are certain things that are clear here in the passage. Uh, we, we know according to verse 2, Nathan, that it says there that the whole world has gone after its fornication and it's made the drunk with uh, uh, her fornication. And then it's, it talks about there, we see spiritual idolatry and also spiritual, uh, if you will, uh, fornication. Verse 2, for it says, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk uh, with the wine of her fornication. And of course, we know of what physical fornication is, but here, this is also spiritual, right? Yes, yes, and that's why if we interpret it, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but that this might not be an actual woman, and I don't think it is, Right. but she represents a, a religious system. Throughout the Bible, uh, religious systems are given feminine titles or feminine names. Uh, even when we read in Zechariah how the, a woman is put in a basket She's carried away to Babylon, and she represents yes. evil. Evil is carried to Babylon. And so I think if we look at the Zechariah reference that we're talking about here, not a, a woman as a person per se, but a religious system, yes. the religious system of the Antichrist. At least in Revelation 17, I believe if you argue in Revelation 18, that that's talking about a uh, governmental system, which is different than a religious system. A good point, uh, uh, Nathan, because we know, uh, I love the writings, of course, Dr. Reagan, David Hawkins, and there are so many that they bring about the same thing here, uh, what you're sharing, because we, we do need to recognize, even when you talk about Jezebel, right, uh, is introduced as a, uh, a type of false uh, people, religion, that have caused people to fornicate. So uh, I'm absolutely in agreement with you. Yeah, that's an excellent comparison, because Jezebel brought in Baalism, or Baal worship, to the Israelites, and she caused them to what's called spiritual fornication, of which she... Right. gave up her, their one true savior, their spiritual husband, and fornicated and had adultery with another spiritual husband, which is the, the demonic idol. Idolatry is always represented there. They might look like little statues and things, but they represent demons, so it's actual demon worship. Mm. And it's a idolatry, it's a apostasy, and it's also a spiritual fornication away from God. And that's what the Antichrist does. He has this religious system on the world where the people commit adultery with her. In other words, they turn to right. this spiritual, uh, this spirituality, this one world religion, instead of turning to the one true Jesus Christ. Nathan, that's a very good point, because people might think it is impossible for there to be one world religion. Hey, but we see that there are some powerful people right now trying to unite, right? And start a one world religion. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a huge, it's called ecumenicalism. In other words, trying to get all the religions to work together to to be underneath one banner. And if you look on the back of the car, the bumper sticker is coexist. <laughs> that is the definition, I think, of this one world religion. And we're seeing, especially with Pope Francis and uh, some of the right. liberal denominations, a great push to put all of Christianity under one banner. So there's talk about, you know, what is this spiritual religion look like? What does it represent? And, I don't want to get ahead of us because uh, what we got to do. The angel has to tell us first about <laughs> what the spiritual system is, but uh, I can give you three different uh, possible interpretations of what she will be. Absolutely. I think that's fair, Nathan. So this way we can kind of look at it and say, hey, according to scriptures, uh, what does this look like, you know? Exactly. Excellent. So, and, and then Nathan, of course, and I don't want to get ahead of myself either, but we're noticing it's just that verse 3 uh, there talks about... Um, 
this, um, this system, and it kind of refers back to what we already noted in Revelation chapter 13, uh, talking about there having seven heads and ten horns. Yes, uh, now that's the other symbol here. We've got this mystery battle, this harlot who's drunk because of the blood of the saints, in other words, she oppresses and kills Christ's followers, and she rides this, this monstrous beast with, with uh, it's got seven heads and ten horns, and we can look back actually to uh, Revelation chapter 13 when we talk about the Antichrist. Right. And it's obvious, it, the description's right there, it's parallel, that this beast she rides is the Antichrist. In other words, uh, this religious system is controlled and run by the Antichrist, but believes it has superior um, position to the Antichrist. You know, the, the one who's the rider is superior to the creature that is being ridden. Yes. And so this one world religion may come in on the Antichrist back, but we'll read later the Antichrist hates it once it's dead. Uh, absolutely. And Nathan, everybody paints a great picture of Godzilla here, right? This uh, dragon. Uh, with uh, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. always, I'm always curious to see this beast in so many different pictures out there. Oh yeah, just go to Google Images or go to DeviantArt.com yeah. and, and look up uh, the, the beast or the Revelation beast, and you'll see all sorts of fantastic artists doing great imagery. But you know, again, this is imagery of uh, the Antichrist and his system, not necessarily an actual animal. Or we try to interpret the Bible literally all the time. That's Absolutely, the way should, we should interpret the Bible. But when it's clear that there's symbols, and we have to interpret the yes. symbols, and we let the Bible speak for itself, and the angel himself said in verse 7, hey, I'm going to tell you what this means. Nathan, that's a great point, because what happens is part of the section, like Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said in the last days, right, Nathan, there's going to be false prophets and false teachers. And what people do need to understand is that when we talk about this false religious system, this is a spiritual deception. So individuals watching us right now and listening to us, don't go out there looking for a, an actual beast, right, Nathan? Or, or the image of the Antichrist. You know, they're probably, uh, where is this going to be erected? It's going to be New York City. Well, they need to understand that this is talking about spiritual deception. Exactly, exactly. At least in Revelation chapter 17, the mystery harlot Babylon is a religious system. She represents a religion that the people will commit spiritual adultery with. But, again, that's different than Revelation 18, where we'll read a different version of mystery Babylon, which will be more... Uh, governmental in origin, the Antichrist kingdom versus yes. the Antichrist religion. Excellent clarification, Nathan. Again, you're tuned into the Truth of Second Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the Great Harlot in Revelation chapter 17. Again, our lines are open 305 992 9537. If you want to text in your questions or your comments, or for those who are watching us live at tweetcasting.tv, you can actually post there on the screen your questions uh, or your comments. And I know today's feed, uh, the feed is a little slow for some of you that are watching, so we apologize for that, but you can still hopefully see, and you can still blog there your questions or your comments for us, from no matter from where you are tuned in from. So Nathan, again, this is, this is amazing. As we look there, uh, again, uh, Revelation chapter 17, uh, verse 4, like you said, it, it, it displays this as, as a woman, and, and it talks about how she was arrayed. Yeah, arrayed in purple and scarlet, meaning royalty. She's adorned with gold, precious stones, and pearls, meaning riches. She has a golden cup filled with the abomination and the filthiness of her fornication, so she's horrifically evil. Mm. And she has uh, she's drunk from the blood of the saints with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. In other words, she lived to oppress the true followers of Jesus Christ. Nathan, what an excellent point, because in other parts of the scriptures, we know here that the 
the victims often uh, at times are here those that truly believe and have placed their trust in Jesus Christ. And we see an attack here on those tribulation saints. Yeah, it goes back to the fifth seal judgment with the great martyrdom of Christians. But we read it throughout Revelation how often those who accept Jesus as Savior during the tribulation will be killed. Not just by the Antichrist, but by his, this harlot religious system as well. Exactly. And that's why we also want individuals to point out that we don't believe that the church is going to be uh, in the tribulation right now. We believe we're going to be taken out, but there will be millions upon millions of people uh, coming to know the Lord in the tribulation. Yeah, I believe it's going to be the greatest soul harvest ever in human history. In the last 2,000 years of church history, that we're going to see the church go, be raptured away, as 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us, and then the tribulation, that seven years of judgment will begin. But, and this is wonderful, even though how horrible it is during the tribulation, many, many multitudes from every tribe, tongue, nation, and people will come and accept Jesus as their Savior during that time. Unfortunately, the Antichrist can't have the competition and he tries to kill many of them, and so does this mystery Babylon religion also try to kill the Christians. Absolutely. And you know, Nate, that's why verse 4 there, as I was uh, remembering um, the book that was written by Dave Hahn, and so many, a lot of people here picture the Roman Catholic Church because of how it was arrayed, and also because of the golden cup, and, and it goes back to, like, where you were saying there's different interpretations here. You know, we did actually a survey a number of years back, over 500 people um, got to vote on it. Now, Again, voting on the Bible, but again, this is a mystery Babylon, so you know, give us a little leeway, we can figure out and try to guess the best we can. And uh, it's interesting that almost 50% of the people believe that it was the apostate church. In other words, after the rapture, those who say they're part of the body of Christ but are not will be left behind, and they will form a one-world religion with Catholicism. And so 47% of the people that voted voted for that one. The second one was a one-world religion, a new religion never seen before mm. uh, that comes about after, you know, when the world is in such dire straits after the rapture and economic collapse and all the disasters and all, that they'll form a new religion that's never seen before. So about 28% of the people thought that was the case. Uh, then some got confused with Revelation 18, where we go into the governmental system of the Antichrist. So they believe it was a actual city of Babylon being rebuilt in what is today Iraq. And there's some other theories and all, but the, the general ones that believe is that it's a apostate, yes. one-world religion that will form after the rapture, comprised of the Catholic Church, maybe led by the Pope himself, mm. and uh, all the liberal Christians who haven't accepted Jesus as their Savior, yes. and other religions will yeah. form under this religion. Excellent point. And Nathan, of course, and we know it by its name, that this is something that derives all the way from Genesis uh, chapter 11 around there with Nimrod, because he mentions Babylon, right? Babylon is always in the Bible considered the center of Satan's kingdom. It's where he rules and reigns as leader of the world, and uh, evil is defined in Babylon, the Tower of Babel. Right. Exactly. That when the people rebelled against God, instead of going out into the earth, they they decided to camp in one spot. They weren't going to move. They were going to build this tower and prove to God that they were better. And God said that, well, I'm going to split them up. So he changed the languages and they spread then finally spread out into the world. But Babylon throughout the Bible is considered the capital of evil. So many believe that the Antichrist and the steps of his kingdom will rebuild the physical Babylon in the city of Iraq. Sure. And that's why, Nathan, again, this represents false religion uh, throughout history. 
there have always been all sorts of pagan false religions, and, and even leading up to our time, Nathan. I mean, right now we have, uh, even in Hollywood, uh, this false religion having to do uh, with the enlightenment of these movie stars, right? And we were starting to see that everywhere you go throughout history, there have always been false religions popping up under uh, the, the mystery Babylon. Yeah, you know, some Bible uh, scholars have actually tried to say that Hollywood is Babylon. Wow. And uh, I, I don't think that's the case. It, it might skew essentially garbage all upon mankind. But uh, Hollywood has never been in, in behind the mass murder of believers in Christ, no. at least physically. So uh, yeah, I don't believe it's Babylon. That's or right. Hollywood. No, and that's why, Nathan, I think that those that are watching and listening, we, that's why we encourage them to follow the Word of God, and when the Word of God is silent, we remain silent. When something is a mystery, hey, it means it's a mystery. For whatever reason, God wanted it that way. <laughs> oh, exactly. And some even said, well, this is Islam. I mean, it makes sense. It's an apostate religion. It's separate right. from God. Uh, it has great riches right now for the new oil, and it certainly is drunk on the blood of the saints. But right. ISIS rips through the Iraq and Syria, slaughtering all the Christians. Uh, but you have to take Bible prophecy as a whole, and the God and Magog War of Ezekiel 38 39 seem to indicate that Islam will be wiped out just as before or at the beginning of the tribulation. So, again, Mystery Babylon could then not be Islam either. And Nathan, excellent observation there, because we do, and that's why I think it is so important for individuals to make sure that when they study Bible prophecy as catology, that they reference all the books that are involved. Otherwise, things are going to be out of context. Exactly. And again, there are others who speculate that it's the United Nations or the European Union. But we know that the Antichrist Kingdom arises out of the European Union, according to Daniel 9. And so these political systems create the Antichrist Kingdom. They couldn't then be the great prostitute because the Antichrist Kingdom once hates the great prostitute and wants her dead. Excellent point. And Nathan, again, this is really uh, incredible, and that's why we want to encourage anyone watching or listening to make sure that they read through not just chapter 17, but also chapter 18, Nathan, because that splits us here into two different versions of what we're talking about here. Exactly, exactly. And again, it's tough stuff. I don't expect anyone to read it and say, oh, yeah, got it. Because okay. <laughs> it's a mystery. And, and we can speculate and we can disagree to disagree if we don't agree with each other's interpretations. But I believe, and this is the, the bulk of the interpretation that everyone agrees, is that at least the mystery Babylon of Revelation 17 represents a religious system. Yes. What that religious system exactly is, we don't know at this time. Absolutely. But we do know that as a woman, it represents evil. It's the religious side of the Antichrist kingdom. And, and of course, Nathan, I believe that what we're seeing now at this stage of the game is the development of all this, but it's really going to culminate, excuse me, or become more clear in the time of the tribulation. Yes, yes. It requires the rapture of the church yes. and the redistribution of the earth underneath the Antichrist for such a system to come about. Exactly, exactly. Excellent. Well, Nathan, and well, I mean, I know our time goes very, fairly quickly here. We only have about a minute left for the first segment of our program. But Nathan, I did want to, uh, like we do every week, we want people watching and listening to know that, hey, we are not just here to give them uh, uh, head knowledge, but also we want them to have heart knowledge. And that, and that is that Jesus Christ is coming very soon, that he loves them and he has a plan for them. And that's why, Nathan, before we close, we always like to give an invitation because maybe someone is out there and they are confused. Maybe they are confused by religion and they don't understand uh, the Bible, but the Holy Spirit can give them clarification to that confusion 
when they come to know Jesus personally. And Nate, would you be able to maybe share with that person watching or listening that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, maybe how they can begin the relationship today? Well, they can give them, have the relationship to look by surrendering their heart to them. Uh, and pray from your heart. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And that faith, that repentance that Jesus is asking for, Jesus promises that he will respond. He will do that by forgiving you of your sins, by cleansing you of your guilt, and giving you a new life with him forever. Amen. And for those of you watching and listening, maybe you pray to receive Jesus uh, right now from wherever you are. Let us know. We would love uh, to give you more information and also how you can continue to grow in this relationship with the Lord. And again, you can always reach us at 305-992-9537, 305-992-9537, and we'll be able to pray for you and answer any questions that you might have. And of course, we just want the Holy Spirit to continue to work in you and allow the Lord to bring clarity to scriptures to your hearts and minds. But Nathan, wow, I thank you so much for being part of our program. And it's just, time goes too fast, but we'll have to pick this up in the future. That is, that is, that is, that is. Well, thank you for having me on, brother. Oh, uh, it's a pleasure. You have a wonderful day. For those of you watching us, again, Nick Batista, Nathan Jones, you tune into the Children's Safety Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. As we've been talking about Revelation chapter 17, well, may the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you, and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day.